I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Record our episodes live in Allspace every week. You can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today we have with us Styly Global, a company with a simple-to-use VR and AR development tool set for artists, fashion designers, architects, and world builders to express their unique style. Ladies and gentlemen, here for Styly to speak with us is the wonderful Moonbeam. Let's give it up for Moonbeam. Hello. How's it going? Hey. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're glad to have you and glad to have Moistly here and Rayad and Futurasi, of course, and Mikkel uh, to hear all about this platform. Um, you know, we were talking before, I love uh, I love the outfit you've got. You're obviously artistic uh, yourself. You're, what exactly do you do for uh, Global, uh, Styly Global, and, and, uh, and are you an artist yourself? Hey, um, so on the Styly team, I'm working as a kind of community coordinator. Um, focused in global community development, doing things like meetings, um, tours, and social sessions in styly scenes. Also organizing some in-person VR meetup style events here in Toronto, um, and also curating styly scenes, which we'll explain more about as we get into the show, uh, into yeah. different kinds of and communicating with artists and all of that kind of thing. Um, I'm an artist myself. I work with a lot of artists. I'm a curator. So my background's uh, in, in fine art. Mm -hmm. Fine art, it is okay. Well, it was, it's obvious. I hope everyone who is not <laughs> here tonight will be able to watch on YouTube to see uh, Moonbee's wonderful style here. Uh, so so I, as far as I understand, the company is based in Japan. So how did you get involved in Toronto? I'm curious. So I met Styly um, in the early part of this year. I met the Styly team, and this was through an exhibition I was working on with Synthesis Gallery, who are based in Berlin, but are a gallery who specifically work with artists who are creating things with virtual reality tools. Um, we enacted an exhibition that actually took place in Mozilla Hub, and along the way when I was just, you know, reaching out and um, connecting with people who I thought would be interested, I came across Styly and really fell in love with their platform and also with their ethos. And I connected with the team. Um, we're based in Tokyo, but there's also Styly team working in New York and in London and in Taiwan. And they're uh, focused right now in a kind of global development and growth. So it was good timing to meet each other, and we did. Nice. That's great. Okay, so um, let's 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 back up a little bit and just talk about you talked a little bit about you're from a fine arts background. So what was your entry into VR? And then we'll talk about uh, Styly a little bit. Um, I've always been really kind of driven by screen-based content and digital art and the sort of promise of you know unfolding worlds and immersive environments that are enabled with different digital mediums. I think the first time I, I VR, I just fell in love. It was, you know, in a backyard with a friend's Samsung gear and just some kind of 
I don't know. It was this weird experience where a train came across some water through a forest. It was like a really short clip and um, it just blew me away. But the afterwards, that, I... That's evolution adverse. That was also my first experience. So that is no that's really crazy. Yeah, that's it wow. was by Chris Milk. Uh, it's got evolution adverse, and it's like still the thing that like made me change everything and like get involved in VR. So that's totally crazy. Well, I love to hear that. You know, I've never actually tracked down what that was. It was like shown quickly to me by a friend who was, you know, passing his new VR headset all around to a bunch of people, and I never tracked down what it was. It's amazing. Yeah. So. <laughs> so Chris Milk, of course, uh, also his company within started Supernatural VR, which is the uh, the workout app, and he just sold it to Meta, which is of course Facebook and their wow. uh, Oculus division. So that he is now he's sort of like the original auteur of VR, who kind of has gone on to do successful companies in VR. So that's cra that's crazy. So now you can track his whole career trajectory. He's based in uh, Venice, uh, California, but he's like he's really awesome. That's amazing to find out. Thanks for sharing that. But the experience yeah. blew me away. And as you know as well, and maybe you all know too, but it wasn't so complex, but it was so imaginative and it was so expensive. And it was exactly like what I would have dreamed to kind of happen in, you know, something so surreal and um, yet kind of realistic in how it looks and um, mm. the capacity of it, even though that was kind of a, you know, a solo experience. Um, as were many of the following ones that I tried at first. I didn't get into social web VR until about a year and a half ago, um, mm -hmm. maybe two years ago now. I guess just mm -hmm. over two years ago now. But yeah, uh, yeah so yeah, those... I, at that point, I just, you know, just started seeking out more and more artists who are doing cool things and finding different communities. And um, yeah, since then, I've just been <laughs> obsessed, I guess. And, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean because that uh, those those original experiences were what we would now almost call just 360 video. So they weren't you, yeah. they weren't interactable, right? You didn't have a head hands uh, uh, motion and you didn't have controls. You just put on the the headset and all you could do was look 360. There was no interactability at, at that time. I don't know what do you remember what year this was? This would have been probably like 2015. I'm guessing. Okay. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly what the app came out at Gear VR. And so they had the only way, essentially, you had to really spend a lot of money and have a, a, a headset that would attach to your PC in order to be able to move with hands and things like that. Or you had to go to a special event at a film festival or something like that to get the full interactive VR. So, yeah. So social VR was really a fringe thing at that time. I feel like there are, I have met some people that had some people on the stage who had been involved that early on, but they were you have to have a PC tethered to your headset. You didn't have a standalone headset until the Oculus. Totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. cool. Cool. So do you, do you find that um, in Toronto, there's a big sort of VR scene or there's people in there? Or do you meet most of the people now just like in the metaverse, like here or VR chat or Mozilla hubs or something like that? I think like mostly in the metaverse. Um, but we're also at a strange point. You know, uh, there was... Like, I haven't been to a physical event in so long. So we're actually getting ready for one in Toronto at the end of the month at a VR arcade, which survived through the pandemic and is still open or open again. Um, inviting, you know, a lot of contacts that are specifically in the kind of 
VR meetup scene or working professionally in different VR capacities. Um, but other than that, like there just hasn't been an opportunity to see people away from screen, away from keyboard, away from headset. So um, it's hard to say like right now, but pre-COVID times, um, there was definitely like a very active VR scene with a lot of really cool companies and projects and things happening, different research at each of the universities have some really nice like experimental programs happening. So yeah, I think the scene is pretty good here. Cool. And okay, so if I will move on to the the, the company, but uh, if anyone had any questions uh, for Moonbeam, please do reuse the raise hand option, uh, questions or comments or whatever. Um, and so you said that then that you got involved in the code. How did you how did you uh, meet Styly again? What how did you say you found them? What you Mozilla Hubs? Uh, that was like just a kind of, I guess the the reason why I was searching out some contacts. But I actually read about Styly in a VR Focus article that was talking about their platform, and I just found their ethos and their approach to what they're doing so fascinating that I got in touch. I just reached out. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, for mm -hmm. any of you out there who want to get involved in the VR industry, the metaverse industry, everyone's talking about it now. You're a perfect example of how to do that. You just, you just be personal. You just go out there. You just meet people and you get in touch. And and sometimes that's all it takes. I mean, there's it's so it's so expansive right now. You know, Meta is, is hiring 10,000 new people uh, to start building out the metaverse. So there's so much opportunity. Um, so it's great to know that you can just reach out and still still get in there. Well, there's not too much competition. I'm sure that's going to change very quickly. Mm, definitely. Styly is like artist focused. So after you know, a few years, I've been working with artists across different digital mediums and especially in the virtual space. So I think that um, brings a nice connection to Styly, introducing and connecting different artists with their platform as well, um, kind of helping them yeah, in North America, especially. So the company's been quite active in Japan for four years, but as only just in the past year and a half been actively um, like running programming and reaching out to other countries around the world. Got it. Well, well let's talk about uh, more specifics about what it is that Styly actually does. So I have a few slides here. If anyone uh, can't see this or listening on the podcast, you can go to the Simulation Nation uh, Instagram or you can look at us on YouTube. Um, and so there's a few categories that it seems like um, Styly is covering. This first one here was in the uh, is a, sort of a picture of a, a girl with a fish sort of floating around her. And it was in one of the um, there's sort of like galleries that you guys have. So what are the what are these galleries and what are you guys showing through the gallery? Sure. Um, so I'll kind of start at the beginning. Um, Styly's a cloud-based platform that houses both a gallery and a studio. So the studio is very kind of user-focused, user experience-focused um, platform where you can build in both VR and AR. It's an adaptable platform where things that you create on other programs like Unity, Playmaker, Blender, et cetera, like other 3D building, modeling, animation programs can be uploaded with Styly Scene from the Styly Studio, excuse me. And then once a 
you build in the Styly Studio, you can then publish what you create as a scene into the Styly Gallery, which is then available on the Styly app, which is like a mobile app, a headset app, available for Oculus and also available through Steam, also available as a web browser VR. So once the scene is published, it goes into the Styly Gallery where then it's publicly accessible from these different um, devices and scenes can be explored. They're virtual reality scenes or augmented reality uh, you know, experiences of different kinds, sculptures, and these can all be accessed for free at the Styly Gallery. So it's kind of Styly's like a two-part thing. It's both building and experiencing. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So it's it, it, it from what I so it, how is you it, it, like for example, if you wanted to upload something to uh, where we are now um, in alt space, you would need probably Unity on the outside. Do you guys do you for someone to use your platform? Do they need to be um, very adept at, at Unity, or can they just use your tools that are simpler? You definitely, just use the more simplified version. For instance, I don't use Unity. Um, I was able quite easily to build a basic scene, you know, beautiful sunset, video screens all around, small building. Um, it's connected to different asset, like online assets like Poly and SketchUp. So you can use ready-made and integrate them into a scene and do quite a lot of different things at a very basic level. And then if you are well-versed in things like Unity, you can also bring in things from Unity or from other programs and really bring the scenes to the next level. That's pretty amazing. So the the so if I was so if I'm to understand, it's sort of like in old space here, what I call they they sort of have Lego bricks and these kits that you can and use the Lego bricks to build worlds, which is sort of how we built this world here. So you're saying that sort of similar idea for Styly, where they've got built, they've got prefabricated kits or pieces of elements or objects, I guess, three-dimensional objects, and then you can then sort of mold those to a scene, and then you can publish that scene in the gallery. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Uh, yeah. Got it. That's like oh, the that's... connections to different asset libraries that are available online. Yeah. Right. And the, the mm -hmm. amazing thing, though, is that for Altspace, I mean, you need to download the app. For Styly, it feels like you can do it straight from the browser. Is that correct? Or is there also... You can. You can sign up. Yeah. Um, it's free to sign in. But, and if you sign in, there are some benefits, like you can save that you love, you can follow different creators that you're into, you can make lists of things, and you can also host a social session. So all of those are free things, but that comes with when you have an account. Um, you can use it on the web browser. You don't have to download anything for a computer. It's just um, when you're using a head-mounted display that you would then download the app or on your mobile device. You can also download the Styly app for like more of the AR experiences. Um, uh, so it's pretty cool. And even uh, so if I wanted to show off a scene, I can share that link and anyone can go in and check it out and have a total full experience of the space without signing up or logging in. I've always really liked that. Um, sometimes that can you know, be one extra step that folks don't want to take and then you might lose 
might lose somebody. So it's really nice to be able to show someone in a scene like very easily and quickly. And yeah, that that's really great because I I've always wondered about that where it's like you know when we come in here like let's say I had an NFT gallery that I wanted to show, but in order for them to put that in alt space, you would need to have them have an account. Then they would ha have to come in. Then they have to go to the space. Whereas you're saying that it's it's very much just like you send them the link, and then they could enter your art gallery, your NFT gallery, or whatever, and it's sort of open to everybody to see. That's that's pretty pretty nice, pretty amazing. Yeah, uh, totally. And it even works like that when there's a a social session, which is um, the way Styly's working. It's when a user can invite others to attend a social session where the user, the host has controls and can change the scene. So, you know, together we could go visit an endless amount of scenes as long as they were pre-set up in a list. Um, anyone who's invited only needs that link. They can also attend the web browser or, or whatever right. other device. That's really nice to do. And so they and do they show up? Uh, first question is, do they show up in, in sort of avatar form? Like, can you form an avatar, or would they just be sort of a, a floating presence there? That's I guess, the first question. And then the second question is, is there a maximum number of avatars or people who could be in there at one time? So yeah, there's no customizable avatars, but there are avatars. They're made up of these kind of wavy light lines in a bit of a human form with two that are also just kind of <laughs> like roundy, light-lined, mm -hmm. filled shapes. Um, but they're expressive, you know, they move, and um, each avatar has a little tag up above. So although we look the same, you know who's who when you're in a session. Um, and you ask also how many. So right now the capacity is at around like 17 to 20 people max per session. Got it. Mm -hmm. Cool. And so some people could be in there in full VR, and some people could just be accessing it through the um, the browser. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Nice. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, okay. Well, if anyone else had any thoughts or questions, uh, please do let us know. Ballots or Trollbot or Andy or anyone out there. Uh, also, our moderator extraordinaire, Futurosity, if you have a, a question or a thought, please do uh, let us know. But then uh, let's keep rolling along here. Uh, so this was another interesting one in the gallery that I saw. So I, I would assume that this is an artist who created this and they put it in the gallery. It's a 3D space that you would be able to enter. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Right, so By a uh, uh, row collective. What's that? The space is created by Row Row Collective. And what's Row Row Collective? <laughs> it was a, they collect a, creative collective who do a lot of different things. They're, they're based in Japan. Um, they did a kind of collaboration with Styly and produced something like 10 different scenes in Styly, um, sort of interrelate and conceptually connect. Cool. Yeah, it seems like there's a, a lot of interesting sort of anime style, Japanese style art in there. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, very nice. Okay, so that's that's sort of the the 3D environment portion of uh, of everything. And so there seems to be also a lot about fashion. So maybe you could talk us through: Is this real fashion that you can print in a 3D printer? Is this avatar fashion? What kind of fashion are they doing there? A bit of both. Um, so I think that 
were explaining well that Stiley's prize of this gallery with so many different immersive scenes that are made by different creators from all around the world. Art's a big focus, um, but also fashion. And some of the creators of Riley, the parent company is XDR Lab, and some of the board members and the CEO had, were kind of in their initial ideas driven by this future of fashion concept and thinking about where and how digital fashion and virtual fashion and product placement, would, how it would take off. Um, Stylies focused on you know, fashion, art, music, design. And in terms of fashion, it's definitely a mix. We see stuff in Styly. There, there are thousands of scenes already. There are showrooms that involve the scans of physical objects and clothing. And there are showrooms of fashion items and clothing that are totally digital. So these are sometimes digital renditions of clothes that might be created in physical reality. But other times, yeah, it's like totally digital fashion to be worn for avatars, to be you know, sold as an NFT, to, to remain as a digital object that's a collectible. Um, it's definitely a big range. And I think that is such an exciting thing that's happening right now. I see so many digital fashion creators every day. And I'm like scrolling on Instagram. I just meet so many different creators who are sitting between like sometimes it's avatar focused, other times it's like prototypes. And um, I think it's really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, in December, we have actually a uh, avatar fashion designer from Japan coming on here with also another guest who is a hair stylist for the avatars. So it's kind of no like getting totally wild where people will be going out for an evening in old space and they'll be they'll get they'll like buy an outfit for their avatar. They'll get their hair done by the this hairstylist. And so we're going to have a whole episode about that as well. It does seem like there's a lot of this really forward thinking in Japan with this kind of stuff. It, 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 you know, it, I don't know if it's a coincidence that that this uh, company is from based in Tokyo and then also this artist, uh, this um, fashion person is also from Japan that we're seeing. But. Or no, I don't know if that's your experience or it's just it's just global now everywhere it's happening. Right. I, I definitely see creators from all over the place, like in digital fashion and and virtual art and beyond. Um, I don't know. I can't really say I've what's going on in Japan, but I mean, definitely people are like, you know, tech forward. So perhaps that's part of it. Absolutely. So yeah. it's interesting. So you talked about the avatar clothing being maybe potentially NFTs that you could uh, get off of the site and put into a different sort of uh, quote unquote metaverse. But how so how do they do these real uh, mock-ups? Is it like a it, it, they would do a 3D mock-up and then they would export that 3D and then go to a print uh, a fabric company or a printer? How does that work? Yeah, I think so. I I don't know exactly all the inner insider like tips and traits of what they're doing. Um, but I think that is exactly how it would work. Yeah. Okay. I like printing things scale and um, then you know, taking it to whatever physical fabric firm measurements and going on from there. All right. 
Absolutely. All right, cool. So let's uh, go on. I think there's uh, one other element which I thought was really interesting is there's a music category. So how are they also involved in, in music? I mean, when the tools are available to the creator, which is ultimately Stiley's ethos is here are the tools, here's the place to publish and like create, they say create, design your ultra experience and like let your dreams be free. So in that environment, what can't happen, right? Like, of course there's music, you know what I mean? Um, right. So yeah, like, on the Styly platform, there are scenes that are music videos, immersive, if we can call them that still, you know, <laughs> um, but like the evolved virtual three-dimensional experiential version of a music video. So you get to like fully dive into the scene and the animated performers are all around you and the soundtrack, you know, the whatever music that is playing sometimes takes you from place to place throughout the scene. So you might move around with the music. Um, there's also some kind of sound experiences, which fall under the music umbrella, like interactive sound experiences where if you move objects or, you know, pass through different places and different sounds are prompted, those kinds of experiences. So mm -hmm. a big range, of course. Um, but again, I personally, I think the whole music video immersive experience of a music um, video or song is so exciting, so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're doing a lot of that. Yeah, sorry. So they're do, do, doing a lot of that in all space right now when they've got this uh, this capture uh, technology that they're playing with. And then, of course, Justin Bieber just announced that he's doing a virtual uh, concert that. or something like that. So yeah. Great. That is crazy. Or like Diplo performed in Alt Space also. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Some kind of like green screen thing going on. That was really exactly. cool. Yep. Yeah. I think it's the, the mesh, the mesh network. I think from what we've heard from the L Space uh, engineer Jimmy who who is here, he would say that sort of like it's now just a specialty event where they have a, a concert, but very soon people will be able to have that kind of technology in their home. Like we're talking within the year. There's going to be in this audience here, there will be us in avatar form, but we'll also see a real person looking photo real that uh, they are beaming in, but they have a, a green screen mesh network set up at their house. So we'll have an interaction between avatar people and real photo real people uh, within, you know, within the year with by, by the end of 2022, this could be happening. So it's, it's all, it's all just happening so quickly. Um, but really fascinating. Totally. And I, yeah. I always I always tell people that I'm going to come into here photo real but dressed as my avatar. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a costume that looks like this and then wear that and then it's just gonna hopefully blow people's minds. Maybe Trollbot will be will like that. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway. Like that. Is your hair blue? If I had hair, it would be blue. In the real world, I'm gonna have to get a wig that would be a blue-haired wig. I think that's what I'll, I'll have. To figure it out yeah exactly. <laughs> um okay cool that totally makes sense to me yeah music is is becoming a huge part of the metaverse and how people get in here um all right so then there's one other really big project that you guys seem to be involved with and that is the new view awards which i i think we may have just missed the deadline for 
year. Um, but tell us a little bit about the New View Awards and, and how Styley's involved in that. Sure. Um, thanks for bringing it up. And so, yeah, actually, the deadline just closed for entries. The New View Awards are, an, um, so New View is like part of the Psych PR Lab styly kind of collaborative thing that's happening. And New View focuses on a kind of inspiration or educational environment, encouraging creators to like dream big and, and build create in XR. So often using most often using styly tools. Um Newview takes place as like a school structure. There's been a school in Tokyo, in Taiwan, in London, and in New York. Um teaching people to become like really inept at using not only styly but all of the adjacent and corresponding tools like Unity, like Playmaker, um different animation, different shading. So kind of just gearing people up to get really good and then encouraging them to just like dream big. That's what's going on with NewView and they're all interrelated. So the NewView Awards sort of is cumulative of these different things going on and has this was the fourth year of the NewView Awards and um, this is an award that invites any creator to build in Styly in either VR or AR and submit their scene, submit their experience for the award. And it's an open call. So it's free to submit some pretty hefty money prizes. There's some exhibition opportunity prizes. So they run it as like a big community event, just encouraging creators from all around the world to kind of their best foot forward and bring it all together. So we just had that application closed and the judging panel, I'm sure, is getting busy reviewing many, many spaces that have been entered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw today that you announced one of the judges is a pretty impressive guy. You, do you remember who that was that you announced as one of the judges? Yeah, David O'Reilly. Uh, he's a very wow. impressive artist. Uh, yeah, and so for anyone here who doesn't know David O'Reilly, do you, do you know a little bit of his background? Or should we have everyone just Google it? Yeah, I know a little. I oh, I'm just trying to think of where he's based. Um, but David O'Reilly is working across, you know, like different digital medium. And um, I mean, what can I say? He's got like a great following. He's got a lot of really, really like boundary pushing work, and he has been quite influential in the scene as a well. whole. See, I'm just bringing up his bio over here. Um, yeah, oh, some so of the groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, no, I was gonna say he's got. He's worked with. He works with huge, huge clients, including you know, uh, you know, WeWork, Exxon Mobil, even Amazon, Goldman Sachs. You know, so he does that side of things, but he also has a lot of. Uh, interesting art projects that I think were at like the um, MoMA and uh, you know really impressive uh, stuff won a bunch of awards for all of his different projects I mean he's just he's, he's a very influential uh, game developer he is I think he's based in LA but um, uh, yeah he's just uh, I think he's done some special effects for movies and things like that as well so uh, really cool really cool guy yeah like 
done some work with Adventure Time and South Park as well. So doing some animation, video work, kind of across entertainment and art and yeah, doing some really cool stuff. And I think, you know, if anyone knows the movie Her uh, with uh, by Spike Jones, he was the one who uh, created that virtual reality game that uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays at by himself in his apartment, right? So, like, the, the character yeah. who always talked back to him and yelled at him, that was uh, him as well. So he's been around for a while and, and just really high-profile, interesting project. Cool. The whole yeah. judging panel is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. It's about eight different judges and know their staff that's for sure yeah we've been we've been promoting it as much as we can on uh instagram and, and twitter and hopefully some people uh from all space have entered uh because it's really uh there's so much talent in here that uh we I hope they can be seen by all these different award shows and things like that so it's very cool and when is the award show for people who want to check it out so that will be in january the shortlist will be announced sometime at the beginning of January, and then the finalists will be announced towards the end of the month. And there's actually like a awards show happening in Tokyo, and we will be leading social session tours of the shortlist and finalists, um, and even some from the long list, sure, you know, and just highlighting all of the entries and making sure that we have some group opportunities to check them out. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, um, then let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the future. First, we'll start with where uh, Styli is headed, because I believe that Psychic VR Labs, which is the studio behind XR content creation, uh, including Styli, has announced a new funding round. So they've raised $8.5 million to help them build out their platform. Um, so do you know much about where they headed? What are their plans for the near future with that uh, new funding round? Um, I know that, yeah, so, I mean, the future is really exciting with Styli. And I think that the goals right now are just to kind of keep opening up the awareness of folks all around the world to Styli and bring people onto the platform. So whether creating or coming by just to check out scenes or attending social sessions, meeting each other, just generating stronger bonds amongst the community of both creators and experiencers. Um, that's the goals right now, you know, getting more people who know how to use the platform and who can integrate whatever other skills they have in different animation programs to make really cool stuff. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there'll be a lot more to come, but that's sort of the vision right now. Right. Sure. Okay. Great. Cool. Well, uh, this is a last call for any thoughts or questions any of you might have. Or Dr. Danger, Alejandro, or anyone else out there. Um, otherwise, so what about what about you? What are your plans for the future? Are you going to you're staying with Styli, and or do you work on your fine art projects on the side as well? Uh, What's in store for, for Moonbeam? <laughs> for Moonbeam? Well, I'll definitely be sticking around with Styli. I think such an exciting company. And like I said at the beginning, I just love the ethos, this focus on community and creative expression and, you know, equipping 
creators with tools so that they can set their dreams free and create how they wish to. So it's really what I'm all about. And it's been really exciting personally to meet a team of developers and this company that are so passionate about it as well. Like that's been so cool for me. Um, I'm excited to just keep, you know, connecting artists and organizing events and um, getting, you know, the artists that I love care about and whose work is so cool to, you know, get some track, get more visitors into their scenes and focus on their work. So that's all, that's all definitely going to stick around for me. And, and then, yeah, on the side, I also do some curatorial projects, um, have a kind of virtual art gallery on the Artscape VR platform, which is a gallery network if anyone's ever had a chance to visit. You know, we know Artgate. We had uh, Candice uh, Hutakye, I believe is her last name on here, and uh, the Artgate founders were here as well. So we know those guys. We love them. Yeah, me too. Um, so I have a gallery project that's on the Artgate VR platform and occasionally pops up other places. It's called Sky Fine Foods, definitely on Instagram. So you can always check it out there too. So between the two, that's that's plenty, and I'm just loving this, um, spending a lot of time in different virtual environments. So, okay, question for you is, since Metaverse mm -hmm. launched, like, you know, I think before I was quite fluidly calling everything the Metaverse, and right. um, I feel like now Facebook swooped in and took over the term. So what are you thinking about that? Yeah, I I have a I have some really conflicted thoughts about it. I I think that we have it's like I'm not happy about it. I don't love Facebook. Uh, they're trying to rebrand and take. They're trying to appropriate essentially the word metaverse. So if you think if you look at their six month plan, like six months ago or maybe even less than that. Zuckerberg started sort of dropping the idea of the metaverse. And, and so he was already hinting, he was getting the buzzword out there so that people were building buzz about that word. And, you know, it's funny because about a year ago, I used to just call this virtual reality. And I love the term metaverse. I love the book that it came from Snow Crash. And Futurasi and I are going to be discussing Snow Crash in a couple of weeks on here. Um, and uh, but it was it was sort of like everyone was just like, oh, we're going to hang out in virtual reality. No one was like, oh, we're going to hang out in the metaverse. So they kind of planted the seeds sort of got everyone thinking about the metaverse and talking about it and then like swooped in and basically announced, oh, and by the way, we're changing our name to meta. So it was a little a bit of like yeah. sneaky tactics they were using. So the problem true. now is, right, the problem and the problem now is that like, what do we call it if we don't call it the metaverse? And no one has come up <laughs> with a good substitute, right? <laughs> and so um, yeah. either, I see it. I see it sort of happening two different directions. Either we come up with a better term and we just call it virtual world, or we call it something else, and then we just like Meta has now falsely branded, and like they'll they'll be over there being Meta, but it won't have to do with the metaverse because we won't call it that. The other is that we will take the power back from them, and we will build an open, interoperable metaverse that they can't control, and then we'll have the power of the word again. So I don't know which way it's going to go. Um, I kind of, I kind of now always use the word metaverse in bracket in, in air quotes because I'm kind of <laughs> upset that they stole that. So I don't know. What do you feel about it? 
Yeah, same. That's how I've been feeling. But I actually hadn't considered that it was like subliminally messaged to us throughout the past year. It's so true that prior to, you know, just called it hanging out in VR or getting into some virtual reality. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling a bit like, like it's been, you know, been inappropriated and Mm -hmm. I'm still, you know, referring to different spaces as metaverses or as a part of the metaverse. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, supposed to be that there's supposed to be a metaverse, like there's a internet, right? So yeah. how, how can, you know, it shouldn't be that we're going to this metaverse and that metaverse, that sort of defeats the purpose. It's supposed to be interoperable. It's supposed to be open for all. It's supposed to be free. And, you know, you're, you're supposed to be able to travel wherever you want to travel and say whatever you want to say and express yourself in whatever way you want to express yourself. And it shouldn't be controlled by a single corporation. Um, so I'm hoping that places like Mozilla Hubs and Arcade and all of these places that are more open source are able to sort of take the power back and and kind of um, in the same way that at the beginning of the internet, I don't know who here is old enough to remember, but it used to be like AOL and you would go into AOL and that would be the internet. Like you would log in and then that would be the internet. And then it's like open source internet just exploded and became everything. And then AOL went under basically, right? And so I, I, I don't think that Meta is gonna go under, but I'm hoping that we can just build, it'll be a small portion of what the metaverse will become. And we will be the creators of the metaverse. It won't be controlled by some corporate. Yeah, I hope so. And I think so. And I think there's strong communities have already been super active like in alt space or um like creators building with styly like there's so many different elements and places already so um hopefully we can just keep doing that you know and keep connecting yeah absolutely cool well um this has been great so where can people uh get in touch with with you and follow your work or where could they get in touch with styly if they were interested in uh, working on their platform, creating on their platform, or even just showcasing their work on their platform. Yeah, cool. Um, it would be so nice to hear from anyone who's interested. Riley is definitely welcoming anybody new, you know, any creators, anyone who wants to just go and check out scenes. Like I said before, it's totally free, and um, we want new collaborations. We want to see new people getting involved. You can find me on Instagram at styly.global. Um, I'm on the other end of that Instagram account. You can find me there. Um, you can also find me at Mirbun, M-I-R-B-U-N. That's my like more personal art account on Instagram. If you want to just check out the Styly website, it's styly.cc. And you will find all, all the different components there. There's a menu for gallery and a menu for studio. Great. Well, um, yeah, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. It was really fun to eat Moonbeam and to talk about Styly. And and yeah, we'll just close it out here. So thank you, everybody, for this Worldcast. It's Relation Nation. It's in virtual reality, like Trollbot and Alejandro and Futurosity and Edward here. Or uh, you are watching this on uh, Glorious Technicolor on YouTube or listening to the podcast on Spotify or podcast. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, here at Simulation VR, and our Discord server. 
And join us next time for our review of the original Matrix movie next week with the storyboard artists of all four Matrix movies. Yes, including the new one. His name is Steve Scrochi, and he's also Canadian, believe it or not. And he <laughs> was the very first person hired by the Wachowski brothers for the original Matrix. So there was a three-person team at the very beginning. He was one of them, and he they loved him so much that they... Uh, have carried him through all the the new all the movies, into, uh, including the new. One. We're very excited about oh, that. Cool. Yeah, so please do come. Uh, I'll come, everybody, to check that out. Until then, stay plugged, my friends.